So again, this week we're going to do something a little different. We're actually releasing uh, this next episode in two different parts. Uh, we were going over all of the propositions to amend the Texas state constitution, and uh, there are a lot of them, and it went kind of long. So what you're about to listen to is part one of our two-part series about the propositions to amend the state constitution. This is Alamo Anthem, where we, the overtaxed, remember our liberty. Direct from the forgotten countryside, outside of Alamo City, San Antonio. Welcome to the show, Emily, Michelle, how are you doing today? Good. Well, did you guys like that solar eclipse yesterday? Is it a solar eclipse or... Yeah, it was. Lunar, solar, I don't know. It is involves it? both the luna and the soul. <laughs> did you see the ring of fire? Were you guys able to see that? We did, because we had those glasses. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you're able to use them. We could hardly see anything in Divine. It was so cloudy. Oh, yeah. I was mad. Too bad. <laughs> Waste of a dollar fifty. <laughs> we didn't even use the glasses. That's how cloudy it was. We just looked up. You're not supposed to do that. Well, if you put the glasses on, it was just black. <laughs> Couldn't even see it. So oh, You can use them next year. It's supposed to be a better eclipse. Oh, that's right. April. Yeah. The big one, right? Yeah. Cool. I look forward to it. All right. Well, I think today we're getting closer to the time of the election, so we should spend the majority of our conversation today about talking about what's going to be on the ballots, the constitutional amendments. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, and I think that will be good for our listeners so they will know a little bit about when and how to vote, Not not meaning we tell them how to vote, but what's going to be on the ballots. They can make a informed decision themselves based on what we tell you (laughs) our information not really joe come on and then we're gonna read some feedback from our next door listeners so fun already getting feedback i know i'm really happy about that so welcome to episode three yeah all right so first of all um i wanted to tell our listeners about what's going on on the november 7th 2023 constitutional amendment election so I wanted them to know that early voting starts October 23rd to the 27th. So pretty much coming up really quick. And election day is November 7th, a Tuesday, which it usually is on a Tuesday. Um, and then the early voting locations are at Medina County Courthouse Annex, which is in Hondo. Medina County Precinct 2 Annex Building, which is in Casterville. Medina County Precinct 4 Annex, which is in Divine. Okay. And then on election day, people can go to Hondo Public Library, South Texas Regional Training Center, which is in Hondo, Medina County Precinct 2 Annex Building, uh, which is in Castorville, and Medina County Precinct 4 Annex Building. And if they don't know where those are, they can just Google it, right? Well, I will put the um, Facebook Medina County Texas Elections Office Facebook page on our show notes this week. Also... Dehanis, am I saying that right? Dehanis. I can never say it right. The community center um, is also doing the election day um, elections. And First Baptist Church in Italia is also doing it. And is it Miko or Maiko? 
But my Michael. Michael Volunteer Fire Department is doing the election on election day at their facility. So Sorry, did you say uh, what the deadline was to register? It's over. They were oh. supposed to be registered. We said that last time. I think it was time. October 10th. Yeah, yeah, October 10th was the last So if you're not registered, just forget it. <laughs> Better luck next time. Okay, so uh, but starting with the the ballots, I just wanted to point out a couple things to the town of Natalia and Divine and Utopia all have things besides the constitutional amendments on the ballot. So like for Divine, this is important for people that live in Divine. Um, they There is a school bond that you're going to vote for for Divine ISD, which will increase property taxes, even says so on the thing. Um, the other one is Natalia has a city council election. Um, they call it alderman. You guys know that? Have you ever heard that term? Alderman? Yeah. Yeah, city alderman. Why do they have to do that? Why don't they just say it's a city council member? <laughs> they try to all sound official. Yeah, it depends on the way that each city has it set up. Yeah, so they have that election in Natalia, and it's between Darren Frazier, Roberta Ruby C. Vera, and Valerie Michelle Naff. So... Natalia, you need to find out who these people are and get to know who they, your candidates are. And then last but not least is the um, area of Utopia. And that one is also school bond. So, okay. Everywhere else, Medina County is just the constitutional amendments. Hondo, just the constitutional amendments. Casterville, just the constitutional amendments. Good okay? to know. Great. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. That was a great rundown. Yeah. So the first amendment that they're trying to put forward, I think, is interesting. Um, it is the amendment protecting the right to engage in farming, ranching, timber production, horticulture, and wildlife management. Um, that kind of speaks for itself, don't you think? Seem, well, I wonder how they aim to protect it. Right. Do we know? It doesn't say. It's just you're either for the, the protection of and the right to engage in farming. I'm wondering if, like, like in our town in Divine, they have restrictions of what you know how many animals we can have and if this will lift some of the restrictions like right now in divine i know you can only have 12 chickens regardless of how much property you have if you're in the city limits you can only have 12 chickens now we live we have a couple acres and so we can have just as many as someone would like <laughs> just you know a neighborhood in in the suburban neighborhoods like quarter acre lot they can have just as many as we have so I wonder if that will lift that or if it will just, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it looks like to me that it's kind of like an amendment, like the second amendment, the right to to bear arms, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it says that it has the right, um, establishes the right to farming, ranching, and timber production, horticulture, and wildlife management in the Texas Constitution, um, I, I've just read that, you know, farmers associations are in favor of this so like stressing you know non-production farmers like private owned farms which is like 97 percent of the farms in texas are privately owned small farms and the idea behind it is what's small i guess like not commercial okay yeah so So that could i because my understanding is that even people with like 100 acres or several hundred acres is still considered right maybe small maybe that was something that i put in there but the idea is to, from what I've read, um, is to pre- protect them from regulatory overreach. Yeah. So, you know, um, 
there's already laws about animal cruelty and that sort of thing. And so we don't need a regulatory body to come in and, and make sure that everybody's doing what they've done for hundreds of years here. So, Yeah. And I mean, like we have friends who have small farms and when you see all of the um, expenses incurred just to, you know, be able to do anything do it, like sell any food that they produce or anything like that, because they're not, because of the regulations, this sounds like a good thing, right? If it can cut back on that so that they can at least make enough money to do what they're doing. Yeah. If nothing else, it kind of, I think, you know, it says it's gives someone to point to and says, Hey, look in the Texas constitution, I have a, a right to farm. Mm-hmm. I have a right to farm. I have a right to do these things. And so you can't take that away from me, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so the next one is Prop 2 states the Constitutional Amendment authorizing a local option exemption. So it's an exemption from ad valorem taxation. I know I'm saying that wrong. By a county or a municipality of all or part of the appraised value of real property used to operate child care facility. I wonder if what will happen is that every everywhere will become a daycare. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> Which, I mean. We're running the daycare right here. <laughs> <laughs> our house, our four boys. I mean, I'm always for, um, you know, less property taxes, but I'd like it for everyone. I don't know if I like the idea of it becoming like just another, another group of people who, you know, who, get to be exempted. Yeah, get to exempt while the um, county and city and school district continue to demand the same amount or more. But now there's few of us, fewer of us paying it. Right, exactly. That, that kind of bugs me a little bit. I think that every cut in taxes or new exemption should come with a, some understanding of how mm. the government is then going to spend less rather than what you said of passing you know, the same costs on to everybody else. Yeah, and those running daycares, you know, they're going to have to charge people more for their daycare. Um, well, don't you think? Because that that's part of the expenses. Yeah, and then I think the next step after step after that would be more people in favor of longer school days, not to always so get maybe to, back would... to the same topic, but it's all connected. So the way that I'm reading it online is they're even framing it as if this passes, then it will cost the state you know three hundred fifty five million dollars, meaning that they don't plan on cutting spending at all. They just say they were just going to have to tax other people for it. Prop 3, the constitutional amendment prohibiting the imposition of an individual wealth or net worth tax, including a tax on the difference between the assets and liabilities of an individual or family. On Ballotpedia, um, it talks a little bit about Proposition 3, and it kind of puts it in the same category as like an income tax. And it does mention that um, no state has ever adopted a wealth tax in this way. And um, that uh, as far as who is for it and against it, all Republican legislators voted in favor of this amendment uh, to prohibit a, this type of tax. I know that in the past I've heard some commentators talking about a wealth tax. And basically um, one of the problems with it is that if you own, let's say, a family farm right, that you inherited and then they say, oh, well, this is worth you know, a million dollars or two million dollars or whatever so then every year you're getting taxed on 
that and up beyond you know just your property taxes but you know let's say there's like a business on it or whatever but basically the saying because you have this much wealth um then that's how much you get taxed on. and a lot of businesses which would also be part of that wealth they would say well this business if you were to sell it is worth five million dollars but so the, even the percentage of taxes like you wouldn't be able to come up with every year because your operating costs and everything just to run that business is not counted as part of the wealth, you know? It's just saying, well, if you just sold it, how much would it be worth? So it sounds like it's the same problem as the property tax, which is mm -hmm. the nature of it is that you're being taxed over and over and over and over and over again on something that you don't realize. Right. On, I mean, realize in the economic technical sense. Yeah. and it's so Whereas with the sales tax, for example, if you buy something, you pay the tax one time when you buy it, and then that's it. And then you get to enjoy the thing that you you know, bought, but the property tax, it's every single year. If you want to keep living in your own, it's rent. It sounds like rent. It yeah, does it's sound rent like on rent. your wealth. Uh -huh. it's, on what's your own interesting wealth, even though you're not making money on it necessarily, but even if you were, it's still yours. Yeah, yeah. I don't think our, I don't think, I never thought of it as rent until somebody said it once, like we are renting. Maybe it was you that said it, Emily. <laughs> it's brilliant. Emily. I mean, I like I'm to sure yeah, say so like we're, we're leasing our land <laughs> yeah. from the government. The, the government owns all land. <clears throat> and what's interesting is uh, our founders would be rolling in their graves right now. Like they fought a war over tea tax. And look at how much taxes we we pay on everything. Everything. Think about it. From the, you know, buying a car, filling up the fuel that goes in that car, yeah. registering the car. Well, that's the same thing, I guess. Uh, you know, buying items at a store, personal property. You see, so you got your sales tax, you got your property tax, you got your income tax. I remember when we bought our first house in Texas, in San Antonio, and the mortgage was nine hundred a month, and I believe the taxes were like three hundred back then. And you wouldn't believe how much we're paying now in our other houses. It's like doubled. Now, granted, our houses are bigger. You know, when I say houses, one of them is a rental, so it's not really, you know, houses as if I have all these houses. Vacation but houses. It's not a vacation house. But the point is, I cannot believe the increase in 20 years of, it's not even been 20 years, it's like 15 years. You know, Texas, what drives me crazy is we were looking forward to moving here because we knew we'd have freedom. We were like, oh, let's move to Texas. And, and Texans pride themselves and being the free state, like they brag about their conservative values. The Second Amendment is, is so, you know, when people think of the Second Amendment, what do they think of? What state? Texas. It's Texas. But I'll tell you what, some other states are have just as much Second Amendment rights and have less property taxes than Texas. And so my point is, I, I feel like Texans need to stop bragging about that. Stop calling yourself a conservative state unless you're really willing to put your money where your mouth is and go back to your original, you know, traditional values of, you know, land ownership, property ownership, and, and less government. That's all I want to say. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. But it, it really was kind of disappointing to come back and see how much uh, the government is taking and yeah. how less rights that we have. I, one of those things is school, in a way. Uh, when I – I mean, not to say they – there's so much freedom with education in Texas. I didn't have to really do anything to pull my kids out of school here. But um, when you're in, you're in, I feel like. Like, you're in school. 
and they have truants officers. If your kids don't, if they miss three days, oh my gosh, it's like the end of the world. You know, it's just like, I've only been pulled over once in, since we lived in Texas, and it was because I had forgotten to put the sticker on the windshield that proves that I, you know, paid my taxes, right? <laughs> on the, to right. be able to drive. And I think, I think of truancy officers like that. It's like, what are all the things, like there, if you have um, an organization that makes money from taxes, well, what are they going to enforce first and foremost that you pay your taxes, right? That's what a truancy officer is. Because they don't get paid if your kid isn't there. Like, the more days that they're not there, the less they get paid. That's true. So, so they need that money. They need you there. you got to be there. All right, you've got the fourth proposition, Emily. The fourth one is the big one that everyone's been waiting for. It's uh, the raising the homestead exemption amount from 40000 to 100000 Okay, yeah, let's listen to that excerpt. So I think this clip that we're about to hear is a woman explaining um, this proposition, but she explains it really well. So let's listen to her. Hi, I'm Callie with the League of Women Voters of Texas. On November 7th, there will be an election covering several proposed changes to the Texas Constitution. One of these proposed changes is Proposition 4. Proposition 4 would amend the Texas Constitution to allow tax cuts that were approved by the legislature in the 2023 special session to take effect this year. Proposition 4 allows the legislature to reduce the property taxes as followed. One. The homestead exemption would increase from 40000 to 100000 The homestead exemption is the amount of appraised value of a primary residence that is not subject to tax by the local school district. Two, the increase in the appraised value for a non-homestead property, such as a business property or a second home, cannot be more than 20% over the prior year's appraised value. Note that only non-homestead properties with a value of $5 million or less qualify at this time, and this non-homestead property tax limit expires December 31st of 2026. About that, the one that she just talked about, that for anyone who doesn't know already, as it is right now, only your homestead exemption, your primary property, uh, has any limitation on how much they can raise your taxes in any given year. So right now, for your homestead, it's 10% per year. Um, so even though they may claim that your house is worth far more than 10% more than the previous year, they'll put that on there, but then they'll, they'll just keep raising it the, in, the full 10% each year until they get to that, whatever super high level is that they claim that it is. But as of, uh, now there's never been any limitation on your non-homestead properties. So if you have another, if you have like a second house that you rent out or something like that, they can raise it as much as they want every year. All right, you're saying that they there's a cap on how much they can raise it, or there's no cap? As it is right now, there's only a percentage cap on how much they can raise it per year on your homestead so, and no other properties that you may own. So now this amendment is, is now putting a cap on the non-homestead. Correct. Yep. So for your homestead, it's 10%. And then for any other properties that you have, it, the cap would be 20% higher per year. So the first point in this proposition is to... Uh, increase the exemption from 40000 to 100000 on the homestead. The second point has to do with non-homestead properties, which would limit the increase of taxes by 20% over last year's value. Until 2026. Until 2026. And then it expires. Correct. Okay, let's keep going. The legislature has approved spending money to school districts to replace lost revenue 
Proposition 4 would allow this money to be sent without counting towards spending limits in the Constitution. And 4. Currently, members of local appraisal boards are all appointed. Proposition 4 allows the legislature to require that in counties with a population of 75,000 or more, three of the nine members of the board must be elected. So this part is talking about the uh, county assessors that they aren't loc- they aren't elected officials. This new provision or this new proposition is uh, making three of the nine people in the assessor's office elected officials. The appraisers? The appraisers, that? yeah, okay. the appraiser's office, sorry. And it has to be in counties with a population of 75,000 or more, which our county would not qualify. We're at 51,900. That is really unfortunate. It is. Because can you imagine if the county appraisers needed to be elected? Like, yeah. I mean, it would just be a huge deal. Because because they have to face their constituents. Right. There would be some sort of friction, you know, for them. Something to slow them down. One thing I wanted to know, and she does a good job because I, I noticed the language that she's reading is slightly different than what that bill actually reads, is that um, so there's associations that give readability scores to you know different amendments and ballot actions, and this by one association was scored at grade grade level nineteen, and another association said grade level eighteen. So it's a very difficult amendment to read proposition. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's very unfortunate because so, it, it is, when you read it, we've read it several times over, it is very difficult to understand. My understanding is if you want the tax break, if you want the homestead exemption, vote for it. Well, that's why I'm voting for yeah, it. Yeah, and I agree with that. I just, what I'm worried about is that there's so many, uh, there seems to be so many caveats in it that it, it makes it, uh, it, it kind of, makes me doubt what how much of a difference it's going to make we'll and see how I much guess. it's just i think placate. that it will make an immediate positive difference my question is what in the long run can, are they going to be able to do because of all the squirrely stuff towards the end of the proposition if you read it you know a little bit more that's like there's all these double negatives in there and it's hard to understand i don't know what they mean by it no matter how many times i read it i just still don't know exactly what they mean and so i don't understand why they're putting it in there seems to me like there there's some sort of advantage that it's going to give the state bureaucracy. I just don't know what it is. Right. I did want to read one of the comments from one of our people that listened from next door that uh, is relevant to this, I feel like. Um, her name is Rosalinda Romo. She's from Natalia. And she said, I just listened to your podcast. I live in Natalia and happy. I'm happy someone is doing a local podcast for our area. Oh, nice. I know. It was really nice. I homeschooled both my kids all the way to graduation and am done now with one college graduate and the other attending UTSA at this time. I would not have had it any other way. I found a way to work from home. I am not anti-public school either, but the schools need much improvement. Property taxes are outrageous. I went to protest, but that did not help much. I'm nearing retirement and it scares me that I may be taxed out of the home that I've lived in and expected to stay in my whole adult life. And boy, do we have border issues. I now have to carry a weapon just to go feed my animals on my own property. And I think Rosalinda is saying the same thing that a lot of people are thinking, you know, it's like there's there's real fear. And we saw it at the MTA meeting that we went to where they're trying to get tax relief for seniors 
is that you know that's it's scary it's scary that you know it's just just by living in the same house that you were before with a fixed income that you're gonna have to downsize you sell it and get something smaller yeah i think that's why it's so important that the uh, listeners look at these amendments and think about them carefully and make sure we start getting more involved well so the next one is this is five the constitutional amendment relating to the Texas University Fund, which provides funding to certain institutions of higher education to achieve national prominence as major research universities and drive the state economy. No. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think that any government dollars ever should go into any education. We all already know that it goes into K through 12 and look at what the education is. How much do they spend talking about limitations on government, constitutional limitations or how it all works or anything, or even just like very practical knowledge that's really going to help kids. And how much do they talk about other things that we wish they wouldn't talk about, right? So that's just K through 12. But I don't know if everyone knows that universities also get tons of money. And then, I mean, have you ever known someone who went to a university and came back with ideas that you thought, what, we're paying for this? But yeah. it's because everything that government touches, it corrupts. Yeah. I mean, you could look at studies that show that the quality of K-12 through education has just gone down significantly over the years. But over the last 30 or 40, 40 years, the real spending, not the inflated, you know, but the inflation adjusted, the real spending on K-12 through education has tripled. And it hasn't improved and it, anything. It, and it's gotten much worse. I mean, you talk to people. They just keep throwing more money at it. Yeah. So that doesn't make it better, A. And the more that it's involved with higher education, we, we're not going to expect it to get better. But the other thing that, that I really want to say about it is that I have not been impressed <laughs> with the information, the studies coming out of higher education. But even if you concede that the research is very important and and a lot of it, you know, scientific discovery, like some of it can be. But the problem that I have with that is that you're using tax dollars, meaning money that you take from people, giving it to universities, and they use it to sometimes they re research good things, sometimes not. You don't have any control over that. And then if it does produce something that is marketable, that's going to help people out, then a private patent gets put on it, and then and then companies make that money. That's how the pharmaceutical companies work. Yeah, why don't really they do their own? Well, then that's conflict of interest. I was going to say, and why they don't do. they pay for it? Yeah, they do do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it just seems like a corrupt system that I, I don't want to support okay. anymore. So I would like to bring up a short list of propositions that the Texas realtors uh, are in favor of. Okay. Okay. So uh, the Texas Realtors Association are, of course, going to be in favor of things that benefit them, which is private property rights, right? And people being able to pay for property. That's how they make money. So, you know, having that in mind. So they are in favor of Proposition 1, which is, we talked about the, uh, the farm. Yep, protect the right to farm. Proposition 4, provide property tax relief. That's the one we just spent a while on. Uh, 6, establishes the Texas Water Fund. 7, establishes the Texas Energy Fund. And 8, establishes the Broadband Infrastructure Fund. Those three last ones, 6, 7, and 8, so water, energy, I assume electricity, and internet, of course, it would make it so that more people would want to come and buy, you know, buy houses, buy property, live here. I mean, we have 
you know, there's a lot of areas, especially like out, I don't know, well, just anywhere remote internet is always a question, you know? I mean, I know a lot of people have been able to uh, work remotely out there if they have Starlink, Mm -hmm. right? But not everybody has it. And I've heard there's like waiting lists for it and stuff like that. So, I mean, to me, those three, that improving the infrastructure is a double-edged sword, where on the one hand, yeah, we'd love the the convenience, but on the other hand, everything won't stay, you know? I mean, traffic will increase, and just more people means all that comes with that. So, well, you know, I'll, it's a give and take. I'll go ahead and just do Proposition 9, and then we almost got them all done. <laughs> and that is the Constitution amendment, amendment authorizing the 88th legislature to provide a cost-of-living adjustment to certain annuitants of the teacher retirement system of Texas. So they would have cost of living adjustment to their retirement, so they'd get more money. Do you see how circular this is? The answer for the government is always to spend more. You see, the problem, the the reason why they need more money is because the cost of living is going up, in particular with regards to things like housing, right? Yeah. But housing in Texas, is very much unaffordable because of property taxes. That's really why. It's the property taxes that make it unaffordable. Right. And so the interest they... rates. I will say that too, but it's sure, mostly the property taxes. But if they're taxes. retiring, interest rates shouldn't be the thing. They've already bought their home. They're not like buying a new home now That's necessarily. Right. Yeah. So it's just to stay in the one that they already have got. So if they just lower the property tax, we don't have to spend even more money and tax uh. everybody else more to pay for more, like a higher... You know retirement what I mean? bonuses and stuff. right it's just yeah. out of it, it's a, yeah, it's a what do you call it like... joe a self-licking ice cream is that what yeah. this is look i feel for the teachers that are retired but and everybody that's retired but i think that this is part of the problem as well where everybody else they you know they have their retirements set um based on the employment that they gained their social security and whatever else they've been able to kind of finagle. And I don't think it should be a different situation for teachers or other government employees when they retire because it's, you know, that's what was negotiated. That's what they got. And we can't go to the ballot box and say, hey, you know, I uh, retired from Ford. I want cost of living increases from Ford. So I'm going to vote in my local state election to make sure that they do that, you know. It's it, it's putting the burden on everyone else. And we as voters, I mean, it's our money versus what they want. We're negotiating their pay, right? And so I say, no, you know, that cutting costs is what they need to do. They don't need to be increasing costs. And that's what this would be. So I'm with you guys. I don't feel like everyone, I don't think, I don't think retired teachers should get any special, special treatment. Yeah. We all are having the struggles. We all are having a cost of living crisis. Right. And the other thing is like, if you are going to placate a certain segment of the population to say, well, we'll make sure that you're, you know, everything will be okay as inflation goes up, then it makes you unconcerned with inflation. And ev- everybody should be screaming about inflation and, but to say, well, these active voters will make sure to take care of them and their retirements, then, you know, that that seems like it's 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 a conflict of interest. Right. And it's so, like buying boats. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And I think Emily's right. It is somewhat circular. 
Um, I mean, can you? I know this is kind of what you were just saying, Joe, but I just feel like it's important enough to. I'm sure you could say it better. <laughs> <laughs> just that anyone who's worked and then, you know, you retire and then you have some sort of annuities, as they're called, right? Isn't that what that was called? Where you use like a, pen- a pension or whatever. If you then become dissatisfied with it later, you can't just go and, I mean, it's like mob rule. You can't just get together with everybody who's dissatisfied with it. And then go, hey, you know what? I want all you guys to pay more money so that I have more in my retirement because I don't like it. It's not good enough anymore because of all these other problems that have occurred. I mean, that's crazy to just take it from your neighbors. Yeah. And why this group, you know? Instead of all of us. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, let's, yeah, it's favoring one group over another, but we're all hurting here. Right. All right. On to, we'll just go on, right? We got a little time Please left. go on. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> proposition 10 is... Oh, a... wait. We're still doing more of the propositions? Yeah, why not? We're almost there. So Okay. this The, the last ones are kind of easy, I think. Yeah. The next one is 10, and this one is the constitutional amendment to authorize the legislator to exempt from the Valarum taxation equipment or inventory held by a manufacturer of medical biomedical products to protect the Texas healthcare network and strengthen our medical supply chain. It's just no. giving, it's basically giving them an exemption from tax. No. So they should have to pay tax on the medical equipment? Yeah, just like everybody. Okay. My feeling is that the healthcare system already is in super entwined with government and money and spending. I I don't like the idea of it being even more yeah. mixed up with it. And I don't like the product that it's produced and it seems... Well, I should mostly just keep my mouth shut on my opinions on some of this, but I think it seems uh, like it's becoming more robotic because it's all mixed up with it. Yeah, and I, and I think so. there's some serious red flags in there for me, one being the idea of protecting the supply of certain things, right? And so I'll, I'll give you a, just a separate example. We have a bunch of laws and regulations in this country regarding um protecting you know food uh like making sure that we have like a steady supply of of food but what that means is that it increases the cost of food because we could only buy food from certain farmers in certain states and we can't import it for cheaper and it but this is done supposedly to to protect our supply but what it really means is that it's protecting companies. And when it also a red flag for me is saying, you know, this network um, that that makes it sound to me like it's only certain people, right? That only like if you're registered with whatever this medical network is, then you'll be able to like benefit from it. And my thought always is if something is important enough and if the public really wants it, you don't need to protect it. You don't need to give subsidies mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. People will want it, and then they'll 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 pay for it. So, I don't know if this is off topic, but are you saying that you're not in favor of regulating, for example, um, beauty hair licenses and stuff like that, Joe? I am I'm vehemently against uh, occupational licensing in general. But what do you think? I mean, don't you think something bad could happen if someone went and got a haircut from somebody who didn't have a license? And all the regulatory training involved? Well, uh, generally speaking, I think that when the government gets involved with protecting something, it makes it worse. So I think that the 
the re- result in this well that people will be uglier <laughs> so you will not get more beauty you'll get more ugly <laughs> do you, you think gonna... this is behind uh, the mullet coming back from the 80s to get Ooh, us those are fighting words for some people <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've come around. I'm fine with it. Well, You're fine with a mullet? Uh, you know, I don't judge. Uh, well, my first boyfriend had a mullet until from the time, let's see, it was 1980. You're feeling some nostalgia. I am. He's good looking. <laughs> that mullet. Anyway, it used to bug me, though, because 1988 came and went, still had it, and it's starting to go out of style at this point. 1989 came and went, still had it, and it was really long. 1990. <laughs> 1991. So he kept that mullet until, I kid you not, 94. I'm like, hey, come on, man. It's out. <laughs> it's out. But he had this really black hair and it was very yeah. thick. Well, one thing, um, you know, we talked about. I dismissed my boyfriend's story like that. Like, anyway. <laughs> that was great. Anyway. Uh, well, we, we have some family members, Emily and I do, that are in the beauty business in another state. And it, it is interesting when you talk to them about how, um, you know, these are things we can do. These are things that we can't do. So like eyebrow threading. And there's some places where that's all they do. But you need to go through, you know, years of beauty school in order to be able to do everything in order to do that. And what it really does is it makes it so people that are already experts at that are unable to practice unless they go through an expensive licensure process. And, and oftentimes we talk about immigration on this show that they're, you know, immigrants that have, they have, they have these certain beauty practices that they've, they've brought with them and they do a really good job and it gets integrated in our culture. But then we turn around and say, well, actually you can't do this where the rest of us can. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the state bureaucracy saying, Hey, you're making a lot of money there. A little too much. Yeah. We need a piece of that. You need to go through these safety uh, beauty training things. Be a shame if somebody came and shut your business down. All right. To sum (laughs) up, your opinion on Prop 10 is that the medical industry should not get special treatment for their supply and the exemption from taxes. Basically what I get from you I think I couldn't be more against that one. Okay. Personally. All right. On And by the way, you don't have to agree with Emily, you know. Vote the way you believe. Let me tell you another. Emily would like you to agree with her, wouldn't you, Emily? (laughs) Let me tell you another (laughs) example of what happens in the medical industry, which makes me think that this is something similar. So, uh, in order to open up a new hospital or a new, or even to get new equipment um, at at your hospital, you need to obtain a certificate of need. So, let's say you want an MRI machine, you need to get one of these certificates of need, which shows that. This is actually a needful piece of equipment that is going to serve the people in this area and that there isn't already enough of that available in the area. The problem is is that the council, the people that decide whether or not that need exists are other hospitals. Why do they what's the excuse for needing the certificate of need in the first place? I think what it is is that you don't want to you want to make sure that every area has enough access to the you know, these different machineries or different hospitals or doctors. Um, so you that you would like have one... more access if you didn't have to get the certificate of need. That sounds like the opposite. Okay. But let's say that, let's say that there's a limited supply of high end machinery that's available because of the companies that make them and how long it takes and the cost and all these things. And that there's a limited supplies of doctors and nurses or whatever. Well, if there's a certain area where they could you know maybe they like the clientele maybe it's close to it's where the doctors want to live 
it's they could make more money there. They could just keep on making hospitals or whatever just in one little area, and then people outside of the area wouldn't be served. I think that's the idea behind it. Well, is there a limited supply? Well, there's a greater limit to the supply when you put more regulations on something. The way that the free market actually works is that if you are going into business for yourself, you look for a place that has customers but does not have services. That's so you're saying if people have their own money on the line and their <laughs> their own livelihood, they might do some sort of, what would you call it, like market research or something like that ahead of time to figure out if that's something that they can be successful at? That sounds like a huge burden. <laughs> Can't you just tell me where to set up my business? And not allow me to if it's not going to work and bail me out if it doesn't work. How about I come up with an idea of where I want to start my business and then you just tell me if that's a good idea or not. (laughs) I think that we're out of time today. So I think we should wrap this up as part one of episode three and we'll do a part two with the um, remaining amendments, which are 11, 12, and 13. And then we'll talk about the Blue Santa scandal in the next episode. What Mm -hmm. do y'all say? Sounds great. Do we have a, a fun bit of next door app business? I know Besides you... Rosalinda's? Okay, we never talk about like shallow dumb stuff, but I have a question. <laughs> we are shallow dumb people, so it's surprising. <laughs> Show our true identity. <laughs> what is the deal? I hear all this chatter about Taylor Swift and she dating some football player or something. So first of all, do you know who Taylor Swift is? <laughs> I like her music. I, I'm not a fan of her that much, but I really like I like her music a lot. Emily, do you know who Taylor Swift is? I do know who Taylor Swift is, and she has one song that I like a lot. Which one? I can't remember what it's called. How does it go? Sing it. No, I can't sing. (laughs) Is it it about bad blood? No, it's that one. It's about shaking it off. We're never getting back together. Oh, yeah, shake it off. Shake it off. I was like, we're never getting back together. Yeah, I don't know any of her other songs. (laughs) She has a a lot of breakup songs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of her thing. So... Oh, you know about this. I know all about Tea Swizzle. <laughs> I'm probably the biggest fan at the table. To tell you the you truth. are? I listen to her like regularly, that. somewhat regularly. You like raging women, huh. do you? I think that one of her best songs is Trouble, which is one of the older ones, not as popular. But you know, she used to be a country music mm-hmm. um, performer huh. before she was a gigantic, pop, probably the biggest pop star right now. So right now she's dating Travis Kelsey. Who's that? He is a footballer, a sports baller for the Kansas City for Kansas City. Kansas He's a... City. Wait a minute. I know this. Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. Hey, yeah. I should get the award this week. I got it right. Obviously, we're huge football fans. <laughs> we're sports fans. We're going to cut some of those out. Make ourselves not sound so stupid. Uh, yeah, so she uh, just regularly, like all their games, she's always in the box. And they, like, I guess the announcers and all the camera people, they're always like, all right, let's look at Taylor Swift's reaction to this, right? So... Just that, uh, and then there's a <laughs> she lot has to of do a lot of face acting. <laughs> well, I think she's just always on. I mean, she's like a natural performer, right? Yeah. So, um, football. I'd like to see what she looks like when she's dreaming. <laughs> Why? What? That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> if she's always on. Oh, I see. You know, she's like playing it out. On well, her we face. saw that video of her when she was uh, after her eye surgery, the LASIK, and she oh, was yeah, like, that was uh, all fake. 
You think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she really did, but she was performing. Like but, you're saying, she's always performing. She's always but on. what's the hoopla? So what? She's dating him. And? Well, I think uh, some f- sports fans are annoyed that they're like talking about some pop stars. Like, who cares? Oh, I'm they just want to get back to more, the game. More, yeah. And then on the other hand, there's a bunch of Swifties, I think they're called. People who are fans <laughs> of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a, <laughs> a Swiftie, Jay? There's a really good <laughs> SNL sketch where it was like, for medication when you get vertigo from listening to Taylor Swift <laughs> because people are like, I don't like Taylor Swift. And then they hear some of her songs and like, whoa, she's so good. This is a banger. I do remember this. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I don't consider myself a Swifty. There's a few songs, like I said, that I like. They're like watching these games because they want to see what's Taylor Swift doing or whatever. So uh, she's kind of hijacking the sport so she's like news a f- is that what's going I on i guess so i think yeah. that's what annoys so they're people. annoyed they're like you already have your hollywood yeah. musical <laughs> stuff leave isn't the sports enough? out of isn't it, it isn't enough? Enough? Well, taylor swift is like a force of nature like if she all right calm down no but just listen <laughs> if she yeah. if she has a concert somewhere it like the airports change the number of flights that they have to that area like it's huh. crazy like it affects the local economy so besides her looks what else is it her music. Her, I think she's talented. I will give yeah, her that. She's got some, like, just, you really think it's just her looks and musical talent? I think it's her musical talent. I do wow. think she's talented. Her, her yeah. guitar skills are really good. Her she's guitar, a good well, is it her know. dancing? No, because so. even in that Shake It Off video, she's like making fun of the fact that she doesn't dance very well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's just just really catchy songs, super yeah, catchy, catchy songs. Yeah. yeah, I admit, I really she like writes the them. Music. Yeah, but I think it's also just that people like, the Instagram generation, they're just really in love with her, like, personality, right? So, I don't know. I don't. I feel so bad because, like, my kids, I'm such a cynic now when it comes to entertainment. And I really, like, am such a bummer to watch movies with or even listen to new music. I I don't know. I'm more critical now on yeah. the movies I watch. You just I can't enjoy way yourself. Too much. Yeah, I watched way too much movie, too much entertainment as a youth. And so now it's like I've seen it all, I feel yeah. like, and heard it all. Well, so it's you... hard to impress me, I guess. It seems to me, and we've talked about this before, that they just keep repeating the same stuff. Although I do like Taylor Swift's music, and I do think she's got some originality. But a lot of stuff is just repeats of things we've yeah. already heard and seen. And so my kids, are, they hate watching movies with me and listening to music. And my daughter... Grace, who's 20, she's always like, Mom, listen to this song. I'm like, stupid song. Like, everything they push, she yeah. plays. She's like, you're the worst. And then she's like, all you listen to is old music. See, I feel like right, I'm but... the opposite, where I've heard classic rock music so much that I'm like, I just want something novel. Like, I want something new. Even if it's the same formula or whatever, or it's just like the same three chords, I'm just I'm just looking for a little bit of, of novelty I did in too. my music. I'm with you on that, because I have heard all of classic rock, and I love classic rock. It's not just that he's heard it; it's that he's played it too. I mean, Joe decades. used to be in a band too. I'm sure he played. No, I'm not stuff. a successful band. Yeah, but it was decades of listening to classic rock, yeah. and you know, I mean, all the time. Is you this know, a good, and it was great in the early 2000s. But you want something new every is now. Is this and then. a good time to bring up that the intro music, intro and outro music? Yeah, this tell podcast him, yeah. is uh, from when we You've had been a waiting. band. <laughs> no, I just came to. I, I honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, you know, as long as we're here. Give a shout out to your buddy, too, while you're at it. So my friend Seth, he was the musical genius um, in our band 
we we always say that he, we were just riding his coattails, but it's not like we had a successful band. We played in uh, <laughs> high school, Battle of the Bands. We recorded an album. We used to play at a restaurant every week. It was a German restaurant that wanted to make sure that we didn't play too loud. <laughs> it's called the Duck Inn. They're like, you can come in here, but keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am impressed with, so that it, our intro, our music comes from Joe and Seth and whoever else was in your band. What was your band called? It was called Bogwan Bardachi. <laughs> Bob, don't repeat, don't, don't repeat it. Bogwan, you won't get it. Bardachi, there's nothing to get. It's just a silly combination of names. Okay, aren't we gonna do? Uh, wasn't there a next door app post that we wanted to do? Okay, so this is a. I've seen this reposted a couple times, just as a, a clip kind of meme, but it was posted by Pete Ariga, Ariaga, maybe Ariaga, uh, and it says. Would you kindly fix the road I was already taxed to fix so I am not causing damage to the car I'm taxed annually to drive, which I purchased with income you already taxed, which sits in the driveway of my home that is highly taxed. And there was a lot of, you know, yeah, you're you're correct. Is uh, there any comments on that? Yeah, there's comments well, on is it. Is there any good ones? Bradley on Price uh, reposted it. You are exactly correct. We make the mistake of electing individuals who unfortunately think more of their careers than the job they were hired to do. And he goes on to say some other things. But yeah, this was a pretty popular one. Any comments from you guys on well, that? Well, we've pretty much talked taxation. <laughs> I think they know yeah. where we are as far yeah. as taxes go. You guys probably don't know this about us yet. but <laughs> <laughs> We have a, yeah, we're a not, tax problem. We don't like taxes. <laughs> yeah. Especially the property tax. So because it was a, a tax-centric comment and we talk about taxes so much, we wanted to do one other thing, uh, read another one, and we thought we'd do something a little different. And this time we're just going to do a shout-out. So this is uh, Cody Trailer. Hey, Cody. Uh, from uh, Hondo. And he said, Hi, y'all. My name is Cody, and I recently opened up a new shop right outside of Hondo. I do anything auto or diesel-related, one ton and smaller, specializing in diesel repair and performance. Give me a call at... 830-423-2330 for a quote. Y'all stay blessed, and I will be posting my business card in the morning. So, nice. yeah, we obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but we support local business. That's right. We right? try to support local business, and we I always admire entrepreneurs and people with small businesses. Yeah. Anytime anyone's trying to offer something that you would want to buy, I love it. Yeah. You know? A good service, a good product. Right. Yep. Yeah. So good I just luck. love any voluntary exchange, really. Good luck, Cody. And for our other listeners, keep posting on next door. You never know. Maybe you you'll get a shout out as well. So I guess yeah. that's it for us today. That's say, it. Joe. All yeah. right. Okay. Good night. Thanks for listening. Good night.